0: Welcome to the Agree to Disagree Show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Good morning, and welcome everybody to episode twenty-nine of the Agree to Disagree podcast show, where we discuss current events, politics, and pop culture. But today's episode falls under the culture category, and what a grand and beautiful culture it is! Um, today, I have a special, uh, special guests uh, that are near and dear to my heart. The subject matter, and as most of you know, uh, I am a proud uh, Canadian. From Italian and more particularly Sicilian descent, um, so uh, this is this is what we're we're going to be talking about today. Uh, as I do every week, let me remind you that we are streaming live on Facebook and on YouTube, and this will also be available as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts, uh, podcasts including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, today my guests are uh, the co-host of the YouTube smash hit "You, Me, and Sicily." Let's welcome Barbara Walters and Elvis Presley to the show.
1: Ciao. This is Esther. I'm Alfred. (laughs) Show we say Barbara Walters in the house. And Elvis in the house. house. Not Elvis, Elvis. (laughs) Ciao Luis and ciao Uh, everyone
2: so much for having
0: us on oh Montreal, one of my favorite cities in the whole world yes yes uh it is we're, we were talking off air uh that that Italian that that European uh, vibe that we have in the city uh we totally do have it um so so first of all let me let me say a huge thank you for doing this uh, with me this morning uh I normally do my shows on Wednesday evenings but I did it to accommodate you. And um, it is, you know, the holy day on Sunday. So what a, what a great day to have my guests directly live from Sicily. And tell yeah. me exactly where, where in Sicily.
1: We're right outside of Catania in the town of Achicatena.
0: I love that on east name.
2: Coast, on the east coast, between Catania and Tarmina, right on the sea, right on the Ionian
0: Sea. Beautiful. I, you know what I love. Always growing up Sicilian and being back are the names of the towns, uh, uh just, just, just names. The Cefalù. Uh, I've always loved that. I've always loved that.
2: My favorite name in all of Sicily is Purgatorio. Purgatorio. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, By San Vito Lo Capo on the way to San Vito Lo Capo, Purgatorio. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, the names of the towns are very interesting because they have uh, a little bit, of maybe like Chapalu, the Greek influence, Metsujuso, um, it has a little bit of an Arabic flavor, Kanikati, Kanikati,
0: yes, yes. It's
1: got that, that, that Arabic influence. So it's, a, uh, you know, just like everything else here on this island, um, the names of the towns, the foods, the architecture, all the conquerors left their mark
0: here yes all the the mishmash of cultures is what I say well let's let's start by um tell us tell us your story tell us how you me and Sicily uh, came about tell us how you ended up moving to Sicily I'm so intrigued because you know I've been following and watching your videos for so long but I never got uh, maybe I, I missed that video but how did it come about how, where did this idea come from go ahead
1: <laughs> is, oh, it's, it's, because you know we have our uh version of the truth. Each, each, of, has, each of us. Each <laughs> Right. Okay. So ladies first. I'm gonna ladies go first. first. And then, I'll, then, first. I'll, then I'll
2: then then Okay.
1: Ahead. So uh first of all, let me just say that Alfred has been coming and going uh from Sicily since over 25 years now. Um all four of his grandparents are from Trecastani, which is not far from us. It's in his ancestral home. Mm -hmm. Um, Alfred is an, I'm just going to describe you. Alfred is an attorney, a a law professor. Um, He has written four books on Sicily. Uh, He had a shop in Lawrence, Massachusetts, where he's from, called All Things Sicilian. Uh, So that was a little bit about
2: Alfred. Three shops, not one, all over Massachusetts. They were very popular too. And it's, online too. And online we had oh, a huge crisis. Right. So
0: about all my visits to Boston I never I never went. Oh, no. That's another story.
1: Mm. <laughs> um so 2014 is when I came into the picture. Actually mm-hmm. 2013 his brother mm-hmm. has a radio show that he also initially started called the Sicilian Corner. And um, I'm a journalist uh, and I've been in radio and TV as a reporter and an anchor for many years. And I just found myself back in my uh, home uh, town of Andover, which is um, right next door to the town that he grew up in, in Lawrence. Uh, And his brother calls me up one day at the radio station and says, hey, Esther, I can't make it in today. Can you fill in anchor the show today? Mm -hmm. I'm in. And who's the first guest? for example. <laughs> so, he sits down and we have this interview and and I just become fascinated by the history of Sicily, by everything he's doing in Sicily because at this point he was still teaching at Northeastern Law School and- uh and going back and forth from Sicily 6 months here, 7 months here in Sicily and then, uh, you know, 5 months teaching and so i interviewing him and I was like, wow, this is fascinating. Why don't you come on my TV show and let's talk a little bit more because he only had one segment. So I said, you, mm-hmm. this conversation is not finished. So we did the TV show and it was supposed to be 10 minutes and we taped for over almost 30 minutes was- and uh, the camera crew is, you know, taking everything down, lights are off, our mics are off and we're still sitting there talking and I'm like, hmm, very interesting. I need to learn more. So he asked me out for lunch.
0: Oh, Sicilian charm coming through.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 you have no clue. <laughs> Tell my version. Wait, now. I'm, I'm a- a- <laughs> a- <laughs> So, So we had a series of lunches, and I always came with my notebook and we put it out there to the world. What should we call this a program? I was supposed to come here to Sicily to uh, do six episodes and stay for about a month. So in 2014, I came in June, I did the six episodes and I was like, wait a second, I'm not done with Um, Sicily. That year I ended up staying five months. We did 10 episodes and now 2021, we have 75 episodes from all over Sicily. We do not only uh, featuring ancestral homes, um, all over Sicily, but also the culture, lots of food, lots of cooking. So if you go on our channel, Est- uh, Alfred and Esther, you, me, and Sicily on YouTube, you'll see several uh, videos. And since November of 2020, we started doing our live chats. Even yes. though we have been doing chats, we talk about you know everything. People have a number of questions about moving here, <laughs> about a citizenship, and that's his department because he does a yes. lot of that he still does a lot of this work with his um attorney um, colleague in Catania mm-hmm. and uh that's what we do and now it's 2000 uh
0: 2021
1: yeah. and we're still not done with Sicily that's
0: that's that is amazing uh wh- what a what a great story and uh you know m- i was going to ask you next but you know i just just to give you a little bit of a you know I was gonna ask you where does this passion come from to do what you're doing and why you're doing this, but I just wanted to, to mention how I could relate to something that Alfred said in one of the episodes. I don't recall, I apologize. But when he said that when he he first went to his ancestral home, I believe, and he saw the land and um and just had this this uh I guess we could say it epiphany. Um, and and you don't understand it. And, and I swear, Alfred, it was exactly as I try to, to convey this message, which I can't, and I'm going to try not to get emotional. (laughs) Um, but, but, but it's, it's, it's something that cannot be described. I went back, um, for the first time as an adult in 2017 to Sicily. And I had this, uh, we, I went to my four sisters and we went to celebrate my eldest sister, um, uh battling cancer and she, she defeated cancer. So she says, make me a promise to the 5 we're, we're five. And I said, prom, make me a promise. We're going to go back to Sicily. And we had never done it to go back to Sicily altogether. The five of us. And we did it. And no husbands, no wives, no kids. It was just us five. That's and this feeling that I got, Alfred was exactly the way you described it. And, and it's just, it's, um, It's impossible to... uh, (laughs) um. It
2: comes comes from the heart and it comes from the soul. You know, uh, Sicilian Americans and Sicilian Canadians constitute a tremendous portion of uh, what Sicily is, as you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I want to just kind of go back a minute. (laughs) I want to thank all the Canadian members present members and former members of the Canadian military who served uh, for their country uh, I want you to know that as an American now I'm talking like an American because yep. I happen to have two passports we profoundly love appreciate and respect the Canadians and even though the Bruins it regularly administer a spanking to they have <laughs> We want you to know how much we respect you. I'm serious. It's just—it's just an amazing thing. But you well, know aren't
1: you going to correct me on my story?
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Well, laughs> I'll tell you what. Today I'm in a good mood. I'm drinking. Like <laughs> he's
0: not—he's not going not to go there.
2: Sunday, <laughs> but my version of the truth is a little bit different than Esther's. As I recall, I walked into the uh, the studio, and all of a sudden, above Esther's. Had like fireworks went off. Can you really relate to this? <laughs> yes. Fire. Yeah. Eyes were sparkling. <laughs> she was like, she was like babbling. And I said to myself, "She's a professional. Look at her." She was like, blah, blah. and anyways, when I got up to leave after a twenty minute segment, she followed me. i like, <laughs> She followed me. She was supposed to come here for seven weeks. What, what seven months later, I'm like, "Yo, I mean, is this thing over or?" N- Cause I I still have another one more thing to do. So,
0: I, don't, I I don't know about I don't know about that, Alfred. But but let, let me just go back Listen, to a second. The
1: best Part of this is that we have his daughter as a witness.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take the whole thing. I'll take I'll take her. I'll take her. When I'll take her side me, of the story.
1: A story about me slipping you my phone number. I like that
2: version too. <laughs> I have so many different versions. I am an attorney after all, and we are slippery characters. Those attorneys, that's for sure. Alfred, anyway, you, should be,
0: you should be taking the Fifth Amendment on this one.
2: The se- yeah, you're right. Or, I the, sec- or the second. Uh, <laughs> back in 1996, uh, Luigi, mm-hmm. uh, my dad was dying. Mm-hmm. And back in 1996, I had a pretty high-flying law office, a law profession, law career going in the greater Boston area as well as mm-hmm. being a professor at several of the Boston law schools. I had never come to Sicily. My life was always Boston to London, Boston to Paris, Boston to Rome, but never Boston to Sicily. Mm -hmm. So in 96, my father was dying. His name was Sonny Zappler, God rest his soul. And Sonny, you know, I I, I went to see him every day towards the last couple of weeks, that end of death thing where a son and a father was trying to, you know, connect for the last time. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went there after court one day sitting with him. I used to sit with him for an hour. And I remember he pulled my my tie close to him. And he gave me the pronouncement. He says, Listen, I'm dying. Like I didn't know he was dying, but yeah. he said to me, I'm dying. And you have to do me a favor. You have to go to Sicily when I die. I said, Why wow. Papa? Why? Why? He says, Because when my father was dying, that's his that's my grandfather. When my father was dying, he said, I promised him I was I was gonna do it, but I never did it. So now you have to go and you have to say a prayer at the Church of San and in Tricostani, for him and for me. So will you promise me? I said, sure, Pop. So dad passed. We buried him. And then five days later, I cleared my schedule at my law office. I jumped on a plane, Boston to Rome, Rome to Catania. And when my feet hit the tarmac at Fontana Rosa Airport over here in Catania, mm-hmm. every DNA molecule in my body said to me, Your home. So I I underwent a complete paradigm shift myself. Okay? I went up to Tricastani. Of course, the first thing I did was go to the Church of St. Alfio and say prayers for my grandfather, Alfio, and my father. Mm-hmm. And then I canceled all my appointments back in the States, and I wandered the streets of Sandafiu, St. Alfio, uh, Tricastani, for about a week. Listening to the spirits of my ancestors, who, Luigi, believe it or not, they talked to me as I was walking walking those streets. I believe you. Yeah, so when I came back to the states, I had another mistress, and it was Sicily, frankly. <laughs> it took me it took me a good decade to disconnect little by little. I bought a house over here. I used to come over here for seven weeks, then ten weeks. then you know what I'm saying? Piano, piano, as they say, little by little, and then finally, you know, I made the splurge. Now, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support of my three kids. I have three kids in the states, Mm -hmm. and you know, they knew. I mean, I was brought up in a Sicilian household, surrounded by four grandparents who had emigrated to the states. I mean, to Sicily, from Sicily to the states. So Sicilian was in my DNA since I was born. Mm -hmm. Coming back here. I feel very fortunate, and the thing that I feel the most fortunate about, in my view, is that there are a lot of people in the United States who hear my story, and it resonates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it Resonates with them. Totally. In my second book called *Gaetano's Trunk*, for example, and I'm just going to speak one more minute. Okay. <laughs> you can right. speak as
1: much. In as much my as much second
2: as book, right, now, <laughs> right. In my book, uh, second book <laughs> that I wrote on Sicily, called *Gaetano's Trunk*. I did like a hypothetical chapter about if I had a million dollars Mm -hmm. and I said if I had a million dollars, what I would do is I would open up English speaking schools in Sicily because the teaching of English in Sicily is so bad. And Italy in general, it's bad, except for the urban areas, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is why Italy is a laggard in the EU. It's, Italy joins Greece and joins Spain and joins Portugal as countries where it is not bilingual. So, yep. as a result, the bilingual EU countries like Germany, Holland, Belgium, they blow away on the open international markets uh, all the different trades. So, I, my, my thing was that's what I would do. I, I just wrote, I wrote a whimsical chapter, but I really meant it. A couple of months later, my phone rang at the law office, and my secretary said, this guy from uh, Vermont uh, wants to speak to you. So I picked up the phone. He says, hi, my name is uh, Stephen Carboni. You don't know me. But he told me this story about his grandfather who had immigrated to the United States uh, from his province of Messina and made a lot of money uh, in the construction trades in Vermont and then the car trades in Vermont. And this mm-hmm. fellow says, I want to send you a little donation. Maybe you could, you know, help out uh, in Sicily. So I'm, I'm saying to myself, "Good. What the hell am I going to do with 100 bucks?" had a ten thousand dollar check, ten thousand dollars. So I incorporated as a nonprofit. I got myself a great board of directors of Sicilian uh, educators and teachers and sysophile, so to speak. And we mm-hmm. created a nonprofit called the Sicilian Project.
0: Yes, I, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, the
2: Sicilian Project. And now we've educated over 1,200 students, kids, to learn English language. 1,200, and it started like that. Uh, the SicilianProject.com is on, online. And now, the last two years, we had to stop teaching because of COVID. So we kind of switched gear, gears. And now what we've been doing is we've been giving uh, grants to organizations in Sicily who are desperate for money. Because you don't understand that in Sicily, we, they do not have the safety net that the United States has or Canada has for its citizens. Yes. In Sicily, when you lose your job, uh, you get 750 euro a month. And that's if you have a family of one or 15. It doesn't make any difference. So that's about 800 or $900 a month to try to survive and feed a family, clothe the family. If you have a car. Pay the utilities, etc. It's it's an impossibility. Mm-hmm. So people here, uh, I mean, I we see this all the time. Mm-hmm. I ask people, how do you eat? I'm curious. How the hell do you eat? Yeah. Say to me, well, you know, we buy four four kilos of pasta. It's only one euro a kilo. We have pasta every night. Uh, you know, for, for some vegetables on it. They have some bread, and. You know, the more stories we hear about this, the more we want to get the word out for Sicily, because Sicily is beautiful. Yes, Sicily is better than beautiful. But Sicily is also like uh, the Mona Lisa being painted by uh, da Vinci, right? Mm-hmm. And then he puts it in a closet so nobody can see it. So, we, what the problem uh, is Sicily. so Luigi, so we... Mm-hmm. We have several things
1: going on. He's supposed to be retired, right? <laughs> yeah. so doesn't, have, doesn't
2: look like it. So, so we work seventy have, hours a week. That's all. So
1: we have our you under you, me, and Sicily. We have our video episodes. We have our uh, Facebook. Um, as I mentioned, we do food, we do culture, we do mm-hmm. cooking demos, we do uh, festivals. And just recently, we've been doing ancestral homes. Tours. Where, tours. Wait a sec, we're ancestral homes where we go to people may have an ancestral home somewhere in Sicily. They're not able to come here, uh, so they become sponsors, and we go to some of these towns. And these are all on our YouTube channel. Aside from that, we also have the tours. Normally, we have the UMI and Sicily tours, Uh, we started with one and last year we were booked every month. Um, and then we also have the Sicilian project, uh, that we do on the side, uh, where we identify mostly churches or places that help the poor. Mm -hmm. Um, this year, this past year alone, uh, we donated twice to a a church in Enna, twice to a church in Catania. Uh, once to Isola de la Femmina in the province of Palermo, uh, Monro, Monro. Uh, twice to Montreal. Yeah. A, a lot of places. So we yeah. identify and we, you know, we give a significant amount. So that that's sort of our
2: voluntary work. So and we've nobody got, gets well, paid
0: for the, the seeing
2: project. Yeah. I, I so, so i, like, I As soon as we get money, yeah. we. Yeah, I'll see you later.
0: I'd like to know how can our uh, fellow. Canadian and American Sicilians help. I'm Ooh. gonna put uh I'm gonna change the show notes and I'm gonna add the Sicilian project to it. But how yeah. one In of my w- questions
2: the sicilianproject.com there's a donate button there. Right. okay. And then they just donate, they'll take they'll take everything except
0: grapefruits, I think. They'll take, <laughs> yeah, they'll take but, Canadian but, money, rubles. But further anything. to but further to money? that further to that is um I have always besides money, because money money could 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 take you so far i believe and and what i think of bringing the full potential of of showing the world our beautiful island um what else can we do besides money i Cis- sorry go ahead
2: Alfred. luigi there are look sicily has 5 million inhabitants right now sicily is a land of the old and and the and the young because that critical mass of people your age, necessary to run a country, they've left. Yes. They, go, they go first to the mainland, and if they can, can't find a job there, they go throughout the rest of the EU. So Sicily, slowly, is withering and dying. Now, on the other side of the story, remember, there's 5 million, okay? If you look to the United States, to the shores of the United States, there are 12 million people of Sicilian ancestry, over double it could very, and Canadians, if you throw in the Canadians, I bet you were at, you know, whatever the heck the number is, 17 million, 12 million. Probably, we yeah. Can, we could be a political force to be reckoned with. But guess what? I call them cannoli eaters. Those are the Sicilians <laughs> that say, oh, I love Sicily, and, as they're munching their cannoli. And they yep. don't go the extra step to actually step to the plate and uh try to do something about it now we're very well, I lucky that 's what
1: he's asking yeah. kid, and i 'll tell you let well, me answer that question then, Luigi from my standpoint i put we put a lot of effort into the videos, the actual videos that we edit right yes. that we research uh to showcase Sicily, so you to know teach. Uh, uh, to teach people to educate people about the many treasures of Sicily. Uh, the menu contributions throughout um, its history, uh, so many things that people just don't know about Sicily. Um, mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that, you know, we put it out there. Our YouTube channel is chock full of these types of videos.
0: I, so yes.
1: if people could educate themselves, watch uh, some of those videos because really education is is really key, right? The more you know Absolutely, about Absolutely, yes. Um, and also if they can, come to Sicily because, you know, right now, Sicily is on its knees, as um, Alfred had said earlier, and it is in much need of tourists when we're able to, right? We're not open right now. Uh, When we're able to, uh, it's all good to call yourself a Sicilian-American or I'm Sicilian, I'm uh, a Sicilian-Canadian, but it's something else to come here and really experience it, right? It's It's a whole different... Uh, dynamic, you know, and and we talk about this often. Alfred grew up in a Sicilian American home, but what it is here is vastly different.
2: Uh, I have Absolutely. a question to ask Luigi. Are uh, the Prince Edward Islands part of the Canadian uh, thing, or is that separate? PEI.
0: No, Prince, Prince Edward PEI is 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 uh, is yeah. part. Of is uh, part of Canada. Yes.
2: Okay. We have yes. I we have two friends who live out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Punto and, Susanna. and Sus- Susanna Punto. They are. Okay. I wish there was a, about four thousand of them in Canada because these people, if you cut their hearts open, it's in the shape of Sicily. They come here almost every year. He's been a barber in PEI, yeah, PEI for I think fifty years. Fifty years, right? And they come over here. They're from Provincia Cidapusa, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy, Joe, he's like this. He's skinny as hell, right? Skinny as hell. What a good-looking guy. But he he's like the guy on Pac-Man. That guy eats from the minute he gets <laughs> to the plane, till the minute he goes back, right? He just loves food. But there are many people like that in the United States, many people like that in uh, Canada, And also, believe it or not, Australia has got a lot of, and Brazil has a lot of, we we need to get them back. Yeah. But but the
1: reality is not everyone will be able to travel, not everyone will be able, and that is the service that we provide on Facebook every day. um, You know, I post something from here, whether it's real time or it's something that we've accumulated Uh, from since 2014 in our library of videos of photos Mm -hmm. etc and recently I started a you me and Sicily news and updates because I know there's so many people around the world Mm -hmm. who crave really crave to know what is happening here in Sicily so that's our other Facebook page where I every single night I collect the um Numbers that I believe are important for people to know. And also the latest news. You know, we, we've we just had a crisis or are, are in a crisis in the Italian government uh, where the prime minister stepped down two weeks ago. There's going to yes. be a new prime minister. So those are other things um, that we keep people tied to this island because right now they're not able to. do. So that's, that's what we that's what our mission is right now. That's- you know,
0: and, and yes, sorry, Alfred, know. I just, yeah, go ahead. I, I just, um, I, there's so many things I need to decipher that to, 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 uh, as you could see, I mean, in 2017, I, as I told you, I went back as an adult and that trip is all that it took me to make a promise to myself, uh, and my yeah. cousins and aunts to say, I will be I back every second year. Sorry, Bring
1: Alfred. You, let, me, let me
0: Bring ahead. your son here. So, so in 2017, I went to my sisters. Then I said, I will be back in two years. I promise every second year in 2019, uh, it was the highlight of my life when I brought back my wife, uh, and my two children that were, uh, nine and seven at the time or nine and six. And it was the most, um, it was, it was just, it was just the most, um, uh, unexplainable, uh, trip for me to, uh, for them to see where where their grandparents grew up, uh, all four grandparents from the same small town. Um, uh, Sorry, all the the two grandparents and where they played and the beach that we went on Minoa beach where, where my father and mother went the church where my father and mother were married uh, to show them all this. And also to meet my cousins and my aunts. And now they've developed friendships and they talk and, and, and they can't wait to go back. And, uh, you know, I even had a, for example, what I'm going to do is because I wanted them to have that attachment to their, to their roots. Because for me, yeah. I can't explain it. My father tells me, he says, Luigi, I don't understand you. He says, you were not born there. You've only been back maybe three, four times in your life. He says, and you are more Sicilian in your heart than any of your sisters and me. He says, I don't understand it. And I can't explain it, guys. So what I'm saying is what I'm I'm searching out to is, and, and this is a call out to all the North American Sicilians that, we, guys, we got to do more. All it's going to take, I swear, when things go back to normal is one trip. I promise you, you're going to fall in love. I promise you.
1: So let me tell you, uh, first of all, I was born in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in Israel and Brazil before moving to the United States. I've also traveled a lot. I did the Peace Corps. i you know, in my 20s, 30s, uh, 40s, I traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I came to Sicily. <laughs> and within a week, something resonated with me to such a high level. Uh, and you could say, you know, it's beautiful here, it's paradise. How could you no? It's something else. Yeah. For me, it runs deeper. Because I remember walking, uh, because my first year I would not drive, uh, walking <laughs> down in Ačitrača, which is about 15 minutes, and connecting with people, connect talking to people, and feeling really at home. And it could be that there are a lot of similarities between Hungary uh, and Sicily, believe it or not, sure. a lot of the food We talk about this all the time. He grew up with certain foods that I grew up with. Uh, There are certain uh, things here. uh, You know, we're passionate people. Um, You know, Sicilians, Italians as well, Hungarians as well. We talk Mm -hmm. with our hands. (laughs) But the pure essence of Sicilians really touched my heart. And whatever you say, you know, and I had... uh, I had people say to me before I came to Sicily, "Aren't you scared of the mafia? Aren't you worried about it?" There's, yes, the mafia still exists. Let's Mm -hmm. be real; it still exists on every level of society. But I also feel an incredible amount of safety here. People are fair. Um, When I go to the market and buy, because you know here you buy it with kilos, you you. Weigh the bread, you weigh the yep. vegetables, the fruits, everything by the kilos. People put their, um, you know, weigh it and then throw in another two lemons. <laughs> uh, same with the fish guy. Uh, I'll buy some coci, which are <laughs> mussels, and he'll throw in after he weighs it. and And just the essence of the Sicilian people really... Touch me and I feel at home. And I, I've made really close friends that we call them our my Sicilian sisters, our Sicilian family, um, that have been incredible. And I am not Sicilian of by any stretch of means. All my grandparents um, are Hungarian. And um, I just want to tell you that the interesting thing with the first year, when we, first two years, when we used to do seven months here, six months back there, because he was still teaching at the law uh, school, it would be that we would take the calendar. And when the countdown came to going back home, we were like, Oh, what's the last thing we're going to eat? What's the last (laughs) thing we're going to do? Oh, we don't want to go. And then,
2: Lobster. and, no, lobster and no, no, no,
1: States,
2: no i miss lobster
1: no i'm saying before we left oh, here, here yeah yeah and well, then the coming same. back here it would be like oh my god we can't wait blah 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 you know i mean there yeah. are certain things he misses his his lobster and, and hamburger and stuff sure. like that but i love it here and it got into my bloodstream uh, and i'm not even sicilian you know I, I
0: love I love that. Thank you so much for that, Esther, uh, the, for that perspective. Because I always wanted to have that perspective from a, a non Sicilian, and and it it's it's wonderful. It really is that you have that attachment, and you see it, and you see it in the videos on on you you me and Sicily, and just the way you speak about it. Um, and I thank you so much for that. It's it's really really nice to see.
2: The famous author Goethe once said, "To have visited Italy without." have visiting Sicily is like not having visited Italy at all. Yeah. And that's really true because if you draw a line from Rome North, those folks, their DNA is completely different than your DNA and my DNA. That's Mm -hmm. primarily Germanic and French. If you go back in time Mm -hmm. from Rome South, that's called the Messaggerino. Okay, from Naples to Calabria to here, we are the poor stepchildren of Italy. Yeah, money's come from Rome. By the time everybody gets their hands on it, and it arrives in Palermo or Sis or Catania, there's not much left. So Sicilians have learned a long time ago to be survivors. Now, I want to just address the issue of the mafia, okay? And that's too bad. When you were talking about it, I was thinking to myself, I said, I bet you some lady from Saskatchewan (laughs) was watching this program, and the only thing that she knows about Sassanians is the Godfather trilogy Mm -hmm. or something like that. Uh, That's a terrible thing because that particular – genre of movies, so-called mafia things, including The Sopranos, by the way, even though they're Neapolitan. In my view, they set back uh, Italian-Americans in general and Sicilian-Americans in particular, three decades. Okay, I agree. In Boston, which is primarily an Irish town, there are a lot of Italians there, but it's primarily Irish, Zappola, Lawyer, I used to drive a Lincoln town car. <laughs> oh, what, my God. What's the next thing? Okay. You, you're painted with uh, some type of a st- stereotypical bias. Uh, and I talk about that. I write about that. I talk about that. People invite me to talk about that. And I do. And I just want to say one more thing, if I can, Esther. Sure. The story that you told, uh, going back to your, uh, your, your pop's uh, grandpa thing, I had the pleasure to take my mom here on her 80th birthday, escorted by me and my eldest daughter, Jennifer. My mom oh, was wow. 80. And I tracked down her home, her mother's home. Mm-hmm. It was purchased by a legal family in Messina. And the guy was had kept everything intact because there's all very beautiful stuff there. And I have pictures of my mom sitting on her mother's bed. Amazing. Okay? And her mother had left four or five decades beforehand. So to make a long story short, when she passed away, on her chest, the last thing that she wanted was her most prized possession. And that was the picture book that we took of her trip to Sicily. So in the United States is buried my mom with... Her memories here of, of Sicily. Amazing. That's how deep the roots go. They're very deep.
1: And I think, you know, a lot of our clients, Luigi, because, you know, as I mentioned, normally we do tours, and a lot of people, 99% of the people, are of Sicilian descent. Um, and for them, and I've had the pleasure and really honor of accompanying many of them to their, for, for yeah. the first time, to their ancestral homes. Mm. And to watch that reaction when they first step foot into their town or they see the church where their parents got or grandparents got married. Good point. Or that we have been so uh, fortunate in being able to do is actually connecting a cousin. Remember, Maria, two years ago, I got a phone number. She had a phone number from a aunt or something, blah, blah, blah. And she gave me a phone number. And I call this woman who happens to be on top of a mountain town uh, in the province of Messina, mm-hmm. where the streets are this narrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no one there. There's cows everywhere. There's chickens. There's sheep <laughs> on the I mean, this is in the middle of nowhere. And we set up an appointment, and we got to go there. And to witness these two women understanding that they were, you know, some kind of cousins. They, you know, some kind of cousins. They had some pictures, and and then they were able to decide which cousin was it from what yeah. side. And to see, to witness that, to me, is one of the most precious moments that I can have um, in assisting our clients find them. And and for them too, it's their best memory. It's their, They they can go to the most beautiful places, to the Tarminas, to the Chapaluz, to everywhere. But to have that. possibility of connecting, God willing, with Mm -hmm. a family member, but just to go to an ancestral home is huge. And I would encourage, you know, going back to your question about Mm -hmm. what can you do, not only educate yourself, but also more importantly, find out, talk to your family members about exactly where they came from. You know, I have people saying to me, oh, I'm from Messina, I'm from... Ba-, and I'm like, well, are you from the province of Messina? Or are you from the city of Messina? And then they'll say, oh, no, well, I have to go talk to my aunt about it. I don't know. Educate, go talk to your family. Find yeah. out about your roots. Find out about your ancestors and get specific about it.
0: Because, uh, and, and I love that you said that because I'm a true believer that to know where you're going, you have to know where you're coming from. And, you know, people, people tell me and and they ask me why you were so attached there. And and I said, I, I really can't, I can't um, explain it in words. However, it's because I see how the majority, and I know how the majority of Sicilians that left, including my two eldest sisters that were born in Sicily, the pain that it still brings them when you talk about it, having to leave their home for a better life in, in, in North America in Canada in our, in our, in our, um, in our case, and you still see 50, 60 years later, the pain that it caused them. And, and people, guys don't, don't misunderstand me. Everybody left, not because they wanted to, but because they literally had to. So, so having to leave your home. And I know there's still situations today where people have to leave because of war and hunger. So, so this is, I guess, why the attachment is there and why it's so meaningful is that We didn't leave there because we just left there. They left there for a better life for us, and they gave it to us. So now I think we owe it to them to keep that memory alive. I really that's how I that's how I see it.
2: Well, become an advocate. That's all I can say to you, Luigi. Become an advocate. You know us. Steer people our way, uh, whether it's through the Sicilian project or Mm -hmm. uh, you me in Sicily. The more money we can take in on GoFundMe or something like that, the more we can do. We spend money out of our own pocket, almost all of it. We've been doing this now for seven years. We get about 20% of our overhead expenses because we don't take a pay Mm -hmm. by donations. But she works 50 hours a week on this stuff. I mean, that's, you know, she's got a profound love and she's a Hungarian gal. So basically, you know she's more Sicilian than a lot of Sicilians I know.
0: I believe I believe you, and I believe what? that I believe that state. I really do. I really do yeah. because what you're doing, uh, Esther and, and and Alfred, what you're doing, f- f- just to bringing the attention through your YouTube channel, uh, yeah. and through the Sicilian project, is 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 so much. And I just wanted to add, and I will trust me, I will share that, and I will become Thank an advocate you. for you. I promise you that. Um, I wanted to get back to an episode which always intrigues me, and wanted to get your point of view. I know you had this episode with Professor Faraci from the University of Palermo, I believe. No, Catania. Catania. Uh, he was fantastic, by the way. Fantas- yeah, what an what an intelligent. See uh, what, what what is the future of Sicily, economically speaking? What he he talked about, made in Sicily. What can be done to keep the children, the youngsters, from from moving to 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 Milan, to Napoli, to to Rome, to uh, to Palermo, to Messina, the bigger? What could be done economically? And I know, <clears throat> you know, politically. I know. I study politics. I know it's not easy. I know it's always the the, the elephant in the room, especially in Sicilian and Italian politics. But on the ground level, what could be done to improve this? So, what could be done to change the economy?
1: Well, I think you know. Once I mentioned this before, that once tourism opens up, the tourist dollars, you know, because they're spread among the hotels, among the restaurants, among the guides, among um, all
0: the support, you know,
1: all the support, mm-hmm. and, you know that that is a one of those areas that has a multi-faceted effect right
0: yes the
1: dollar that's brought in is separated in different ways but um you know this is such a tough uh, issue and, and one of the reasons I, I talked about uh the prime minister uh giuseppe conte two weeks ago resigned and the reason that he resigned mainly you know the the coalition party was already fractured and but the straw that hit the camel's back camel's back <laughs> <laughs> Was the disagreement on how to allocate the money from the European Union that's uh, coming to Italy, and how to mm-hmm. allocate that money? And I think, in my opinion, I, you know, and Doctor Pro, uh, Professor Farage talked about that, that they were going to build another airport. What, yeah. what the heck is that going to do for the Sicilian people? Oh. I think there needs to be a better economic <clears throat> community uh, of conversations. A round table that involves um, not only politicians um, but also the, pe- the businessmen, the think tankers, the uh, you know people like Dr. Faraci, and it is my understanding from him that Sicily doesn't have something that's so comprehensive, sort of an economic committee that involves all these voices.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Is that- Faraci. He's, uh, I call him, he's a true son of Sicily, that guy, okay? Yes. So he's at, he's at the business school, head of the business school at the University of Catania. They started several years back uh, because he realized this problem. Uh, a whole program on internet incubation and small business incubation. Startups. Startups, okay? Yes. Which is now the sixth largest in all of the EU, okay? So my view, and his, his is, is that tourism is static okay mm-hmm. but things like technology can be exported worldwide so my view is that, I agree with our, that. our 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 universities here are terrific by the way all yes. the schools to get into university of catania is a tough it's a tough thing to do you have to take mm-hmm. an exam if you don't get into the exam you don't get into the school child, go go someplace else but mm-hmm. you're not going University of Catania, University of Messina, University of uh, Siracusa, Syracusa, Palermo. Right. These are great Anna. Anna. These are great uh, universities putting out kids who study. Mm-hmm. These kids study. These yep. kids are dedicated. They take, right?
1: they take it seriously, yeah.
2: They take it seriously. They're yes. not the kids like in the United States that I know that play video games and they don't pay any attention. Um uh, so, I think the future is in technology myself. Also, you know, Sicily is the island of the sun. Yes. We have to do something about harnessing the energy of the sun and exporting it. Now, unfortunately, all these things that I'm talking about are kind of like pie in the sky because of the corruption that exists in the political environment in Rome. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it just permeates, yeah. permeates. Uh, corruption here is textbook. Okay, far greater than the United States, and the United States is pretty bad. Okay,
0: same here in Canada. Yep. Yeah.
2: We have we have two. There's a there's, there's two levels of the economy. There's one level that you you know you work and you pay your taxes, and then there's the other level where you work. They call it in nero or in black under the table, Mm -hmm. and you don't declare the taxes, okay? Uh, One hamstrings the other because tax monies don't come in sufficiently to pay for basic services like infrastructure, roads, pipes coming into the houses, wiring for electricity. Those are police. You know what I'm saying? Hospitals. These are Uh, basic.
1: Infrastructure. Oh, I, I agree with you on the 100, percent, but in my opinion, that is the long term, right? Yeah, long term, long, uh, long yeah. term yes. solution, But in the short term, uh, tourism and the service industry are the
2: ones that for, short term. But for in, and for and sure, how, yeah. but the money goes off. See, the problem with that is most of the money goes offshore. That's big, the problem. Yeah, you have big. Yeah, you have big international corporations putting up these hotels, and their profits go offshore. Yes, it creates jobs, but exactly what type of jobs are they creating? They're creating lower-level jobs, service jobs, maybe mid-level managerial jobs. There are plenty of lawyers in uh, Sicily that are very good. There are plenty of doctors uh, in Sicily that are very good. But both those industries are hamstring by, hamstrung by tough unions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This lawyer's union, believe it or not. So it doesn't, and when when you have a professional service like that and there's a union, there's no impediment to excel. Because you're protected by the union. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Pardon me? Correct me if I'm wrong. I I didn't see any. Is it possible that they didn't see any big name hotels wherever I, and I traveled pretty extensively within Sicily. So
2: no, in, in the tourist, in the touristic areas, of course there are big name hotels.
0: Yeah, there are. Okay. Sure. B- because why? So ask- was,
2: first, there was a Ramada hand, Ramada hand all over the place. Then okay. there was so. the holiday hands all over the place. Then there were the Hilton's all over the place. And mm-hmm. somebody five years ago bought the Hilton chain. They're now all over the place.
1: I mean, they're in all the major cities. But Luigi, you're right. I mean, the smaller ones are more prevalent. The
0: smaller private ones are more prevalent. So what I'm saying is is if you want to keep it within the Sicilian economy, why not pass a law and say, I'm not saying as strict as, for example, Cuba, keeping away the big names, but why don't you try to instill that, okay, let's get some Sicilian chains here or Italian chains, and we keep the money within not only just the employees, are the low-paying jobs let's say but actually the companies are Sicilian or Italian origin is the that something even is, feasible
2: simple, Luigi, that's the problem uh, and that's what Renzi was trying to do is to change the code mm-hmm. uh, Italy was born 1946 or 47 when they adopted the Constitution based on the rights of the individual the employees rights as opposed to the employer's rights Mm -hmm. because back in those days it was 49 percent communism 49 percent democracy and to get a deal done they granted to uh, the socialists quite a bit of power far more than ever in the history of italy to get there are 1600 pages of employee rights Italian civil code. So to try to get somebody fired, it's a, it's virtually impossible. Plus, that le- that first generation of Italian worker, they had every sort of uh, fringe Benny, including retiring at age 50. So these guys retired, sucking up the pensions into their 50s, 60s, 70s, and because life could be so good over here, into their 80s, Mm -hmm. disrupting the the, the pensions. So that when the young came along for the jobs, other than an hourly wage to pay them 10 or 15 euro per hour, those big fat contracts that were given to the first generation were non-existent, are non-existent. Mm -hmm. So it's very, I mean, these are called systemic changes that have to be implemented Takes a long time. But here's the good news. Sicily only has 5 million people. It's not like there's 500 million people. This is less than the size of Chicago or Philly or Boston or or, excuse me, not Boston or New York City or LA. Mm. So basically, what they need, they need an enlightened guy that could be like a mayor. Forget about the Sicilian parliament. No. You've got hundreds of people. Sucking off, sucking off the the system, you know. Representing three thousand people for some little hick town, they need to have a strong Sicilian government with a guy that's calling the shots. Who, when he goes to Rome, has
0: juice. Yeah. So
2: until that happens, you know, it's going to be a tough hold to row, as they say. Yeah. It's going to be. a tough Yeah.
0: I agree. It has to happen on the grassroots, and it does. One thing. It does it really does. And one interesting conversation I had, which you made me think about when I had with my cousin's husband, when I was in Sicily. Um, and I said, guys, this tax paying, I said the base of any society. Okay. If you want any civilization or society to give you services, okay. Whether it be pension infrastructure, education, health services, you have to pay taxes guys. And I don't get it. I mean, in North America, the three of us obviously don't even know whether or not that's, it's not an option. You got to pay your taxes, right? But when we pay taxes, we know what we get in return. And I I don't understand. I told them, I said, I don't understand this distrust between people and government and taxes and things. It's a non-issue. If you expect services.
2: Okay. Here you pay taxes and you get nothing in return because of the level of corruption. Yeah. You get politicians after being in parliament for two years, two years getting lifetime pensions, <laughs> lifetime pensions. Okay. The poor people here who pay, that's why the black industry, the black market, uh, they're like, okay, we'll give them a little bit, but for the rest of it, I have to feed my family. So, you know, they old saying a man's got to do what he what a man's got to do. Mm-hmm. When you have 15 bucks, and it's a choice between paying a, paying a tax bill or feeding your children. Tell me what you're gonna do. There's really no there's, you know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's that's how bad it is. And let's not forget authority, police, who, by the way, are very good. But the DNA of the Sicilian person is very suspicious of police. Why? Because throughout its history, every occupier of Sicily, going back a thousand years, used the local authorities as their muscle. Mm -hmm. They, in effect, were the, they were the muscle for whoever occupied. So as a result, into the DNA, slowly, but for sure, surely, is a subliminal disrespect for authority. And
0: that's another huge issue, in my opinion. It is. And, um, no one, you know, no one could understand unless, you know, when you've been, uh, conquered by so many people and let's not forget guys, Sicily was Sicily before Italy was Italy. Okay. So, um, we had our own dialect, our own culture, many, many, many centuries before Italy was formed. So, you know, how the Sicilians have, have endured and survived through this is by, by like Alfred just said, is, is having that little bit of mistrust or, or bonding together and believing and looking out for each other. Um, I, I truly believe that, but I wanted to ask, um, two things. Um, do you, how, how do you see this generation? Uh, do you see it taking over more the agricultural jobs, um, like vineyards and just uh, uh, fruits and vegetables. How, how does the generation, is there a renaissance of that, that believing that they need to bring that back to Sicilians and holding that to them? That's my first question. My second is, is that $1, actually I'll ask that after. Let's 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 stick to this one for now.
1: So from my experiments, uh, mm-hmm. working with vineyards, uh, going to the grocers, our local green grocers, actually all of them are family-run okay all of them are family mine um the vineyard the olive uh groves the olive farms that we go to are mm-hmm. passed down and in my view there is a reemergence of this generation wanting to follow in the footsteps of their parents or staying on the farm continuing the family business mm-hmm. um, uh, you know all of these places Uh, They may not have their farms, but they run their stores. The dad, the mom, uh, the boys, the grandchildren um, help out. That to me is such a beautiful thing that if a family can run a business together, Um, so in in those aspects, in those areas, I believe, yeah.
2: You know the thing about me and uh, Esther. Mm -hmm. Her and I can walk down the street, and she sees the beautiful trees the beautiful flowers. Let's, the, not, uh, wait a minute, no, let's be realistic. Wait let's, a minute. let's be I realistic. I walk down the street, and what I see is the drunk on the ground, the yeah. broken window, broken windows, and the trash. Here's yeah. the reality of the situation. Those are good homesteads that she's talking about. But only 25% of all land in Sicily is privately held. 25%. Wow. The other 75% is held by big agro-farming corporations which rip off and rape the land and send the products all over the world. And that's been going on since time immemorial. So, yes, I agree with you, but what can you do with only 25%? You won't
1: believe this, but I agree with you too. But he asked about about whether family-run uh, farms. Am I correct, Luigi? That's what yes,
0: you asked. I, I did. I mean it I mean you the ones that are held already are how are they used? They are
1: small, up, but. but they are passed on. And so yes, there is it's that's an, you're talking about a completely different what? issue which exists. Yeah. But he asked and to me too Luigi not only the farms but stores and restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's very typical to have a family run restaurant where you see the Dad in the back, the mom in the front, the children waiting. Yeah, um, so, but, that. that's, that's that. it, but that's that's what he asked about. That's another issue. But, as far but as it, as does, it
0: does. Yeah. But it does lead me to that, though, Alfred. But why is that? How is? The, I mean, this is something that that really disturbs me. How is seventy five percent of the land?
2: I'm gonna tell you what, I'm going to tell you how. Drive from Catania up the A19 towards Anna before you go to Agrigento, and you're going to see what they call the Great Plains hmm. of Catania. Vast fields on both sides, full of orchards, full of this. I mean, beautiful, breathtaking stuff. The vast majority of that land is owned by agro companies, okay? Okay. Some of it might be owned, but that used to be full of trees. That used to be forest, when the Spanish occupied and raped Sicily, which they did for 300 and years. And the Romans, but Primarily too. the Spanish. Mm-hmm. The Romans came a millennia before. The Spanish finally got kicked out in 1860, or whatever the hell it was. They cut all the trees now. Yeah. The Spanish armada that's, that sunk off the coast of Britain, right? That's Italian timber.
1: But wouldn't you agree, Alfred, that that whole era of raping, Sicily ran, started with the Romans and they used it yes, to build their
2: villas right. and
1: that was a big start of deforesting Sicily and drying up a lot of land uh, right drying up a lot of lakes and rivers yeah. and then it was exacerbated by the Spanish.
2: Listen to this, okay? It's the last thing I want to say because I've got a I've got to run in a few minutes but sure. listen to this. Off the coast of Syracuse Ag- Augusta mm-hmm. okay that's where You've got the petrochemical plants. You've got natural gas. You've got refined oil. Forty right?
1: kilometers of F-
2: indus- F- F- right.
1: right? Yeah, on the coast. That line.
2: stuff gets pumped up from Sicilian earth. Okay, mm-hmm. gets sent up north to be processed, and then gets sent back down to sell them. To the Sicilians at jacked-up prices, (laughs) right? This has been going on for time immemorial. I mean, it's like, it's like, come on! Not to mention, did you know that Sicily in the 19th century uh, was one of the world's largest producers of sulfur? Uh, Sulfur, yes. It powered the American. uh, It it powered the industrial. uh, revolution mm-hmm. in england and in the united states all the great textile mills in both countries couldn't have been textile mills without the sulfur the sesean kids they call them the caruso mm-hmm. they were the kids who worked naked
1: we in did the, an entire episode in the on in them.
2: the sulfur wow. mine Luigi. right to harvest this stuff and what they what they would do is the sulfur uh Executive, they would go into the poor Sicilian neighborhoods and say, Look, at here's, here's $150, right? To the parents. To the parents. We'll give you a loan. We want your son to work for us in the mines. And those kids would be gone three, four, five years, coming out deformed, coming out sick, cancer stricken, dying. So the expletur- Now, listen, I love Sicily, mm-hmm. okay? Sono siciliano cento por cento, Luigi, in my heart. But yes. I don't like the fact that it's a country that has been abused.
1: Taken advantage of. Taken advantage.
2: advantage of. Of, yeah. But there's a lot of people standing up for it. Now, we have Gaetano, Gaetano Cipolla from uh, New, uh, St. John's University uh, has an organization called Arba sigula He's written some marvelous things. He's a stand-up hero, in my view. Guys like Rosario Faraci. You've got people. You've got Members who are educated now, including myself, I think I'm educated. I have a JD. Absolutely. We go around and we talk to people. Okay? So as I said half an hour ago, it's a lot more than eating a cannoli. I agree. It's a lot more than saying I just love Sicily.
1: And I want to compliment you Luigi You're Yeah.
2: You. Yeah, you're one a one diamond like, in the rough. Yeah, Luigi. I want to I can compl- tell you that
1: much. I want to compliment you because yeah. you have educated yourself about many of the things that and I know this because of the questions well, that you ask.
0: Stick I, to it.
2: I mean honestly I, I,
0: we need guys like you. I thank you and and we need oh, more people great. like we you and everything. all the the gentlemen and all the people you mentioned and um, this is, as I get older, it's become a passion and, and, uh, of course. Of course. Uh, a, a project for me. And I plan to, to retire f- partially in Sicily. Um, so I, I thank you from the bottom of the heart. Do you, would you have just uh, have, just have a couple of minutes just to talk about, tell me about your favorite spots. If you have uh, favorite spots for food, beach, and culture. Well, listen,
1: believe it or not, our last week on our chat, we Mm -hmm. talked about our favorite places to live. But listen, why don't I do three favorite spots in Sicily? Sure, sure. Quick, yeah.
0: We'll Um, do three three each.
1: We'll do three each.
0: And Um, then I'll do mine. Okay.
1: Okay. Now, living where we are, there's nothing better. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect spot. In fact, Luigi, I'm going to show you our view.
0: I've seen it, but it's for our viewers. Oh, look at that. Oh, my Lord. It's 5
1: o'clock, so, you know, and it's crowdy. So, okay, so I love Achi Catena, our area. We're really Mm -hmm. close to Catania. That's perfect for me. Uh, You've got the best uh, foods around here, right? Al, you're out of the shot. Uh, You've you've got the best foods. You've got the sea right there. I've got Mm -hmm. fish galore, fruits and vegetables galore. Uh, So happy as can be. But other places, I'm not going to mention Tarmina because, of course, everyone loves Tarmina. Yeah. Um, The little towns around Mount Etna aren't, like, spectacularly beautiful, but they're so quaint. And as you go from each town to the other, each has a very unique character. Uh, Each one has a special church. Just, you can feel going from town to town, from each town to another that it, it's you know something new and beautiful uh, and and, it, and there's something in every town you know you go from one town to another in especially in the boston area and it's mm-hmm. like you, you don't know when you're crossing into <laughs> yeah. the border, right it's the same houses the same buildings same everything so that uh, at is one of my favorite towns and also over the years i've fallen in love with castellamare del golfo oh. and
2: the Love. So
1: those are now not to mention, and I I do have to say, as a footnote, that having the ability to do these ancestral home videos uh, for people, where we go to places where uh, our clients cannot, and Mm -hmm. produce these videos, has opened my eyes to so many other small, little, quaint towns that I've never heard of. Yeah. But have endless amount of treasure. We just uh, published one on Malili in the province of Syracuse. What a gem that was. A Meta in the province of Palermo. I've never heard of that town. Yeah, Imagine it's the biggest um, uh, uh, Orthodox, um, Greek Orthodox, uh, Latin Greek Orthodox population there uh, because it was populated by uh, the it, <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's getting, so so
0: getting so excited. She's getting so
1: excited. <laughs> For the record, did I inter- interrupt him at, yes, no, at all today?
0: No, at all. Esther. <laughs>
1: none, right? None. How many times has he interrupted me? I
2: my sweetie pie.
1: That's all. Because <laughs> I- it was populated by the uh, oh, Albanian. Oh, you can. This is us. This is oh, so oh, us.
0: It's all good. By See? the
1: Albanians that came here. Okay. Um in the 1400s, and they set up in little communities all over the island. Uh, Piana dell'Albanese is another one, but but anyway, going there, and the Latin rite and the Greek rite mm-hmm. uh, churches are right next to each other. So these two different sects were, were, you know, going to church right next to each other, living together, working together. So anyway, amazing. learning about these towns are amazing. All right, amazing. you
2: go. I like Ragusa. I like Ragusa Ibla. I like uh shaka a lot quaint mm. town of shaka i also like mazalo de devalo because yes. of the arabic influence okay
0: yes
2: uh you could go into the Kaspar the section there where the tunisians are and you feel like you're in a different world you feel that like you're town in is- you feel like you're in tunisia and then the cathedrals there they're just great i mean just listen this too can much. Work. There's a matter Endless, of fact I mean, that I've written four books. I mean, we can oh, go on and yeah.
1: on, on and on, and that's what you mean, Sicily is about.
0: Yeah, you know, I want to know what do you think about mine. What do you, what do you think about mine? So, so here, my heart obviously is in Agrigento. So, in terms yeah. of culture, the Valley of the Temples, which is the largest Greek ruins outside of Greece, which yeah. is about half an hour from my hometown of Catolica Um uh, I fell in love with San Lo Capo. Casa yeah. de Mar- Golfo, yeah uh, suggesta
2: yeah
0: some other greek ruins
2: stories on all those places yeah. you've mentioned yep.
0: right uh, and <clears throat> yeah um what else uh, marzamemi
1: oh yeah oh, oh my
0: god it was
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, marzamemi
0: I'm, I'm so glad it my ends, sister told right? us to go there yes. anyway, is a living museum luigi yeah okay. and, I'll, and I'll- in terms yep. of culture and museums, and I always call this this a walking walk in museum, right. is uh in, in the province of the provincia di Siracusa, where I have a family there, is Ortigia, of course, and of course. Uh, noto.
1: And you know what? I should have put noto. Or, noto Ortigia on that, that to list account. too. Listen,
2: well, come back someday,
1: yeah,
2: and we'll have a cup of espresso, we'll bring it to our deck. I'll cook you some pasta cornero de sepia uh, and we'll have a good old time for ourselves. So, good.
0: I'm I'm going to make you a promise, okay? Uh, this was supposed to be the year, this summer. Now, I'm not sure with what, what's going on that we were okay. supposed to come back, because uh, I, like I said, every second year. But I promise you, I will take you up on that offer. I'm going to have a stogie with you oh, sitting, good. sitting on that balcony. Sorry?
1: Nero de Avola. Yes,
0: Nero de Abola, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Guys, thank you so much from thank the bottom you, of the heart. You this, do, sir. this was it. so much fun. I will what? share all the links. I promise you this is a, just, uh, this is a new passion for me. I will keep uh, doing this. And uh, I thank you so much for what you're doing. It was so much fun. It was a pleasure meeting you both. And from the bottom of the heart, thank so you.
1: you so much, Luigi. Wes- wish you Arrivederci. The best. Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao. Thank you
0: so much. Ciao, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great weekend and a great Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree Show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.